Well, Happy New Year. Welcome, friends, honey badgers, to episode 33 of The Modern Recordist, and the first episode for 2016. This is the podcast where we talk all about designing and living your life as an extraordinary artistic visionary, discussing inspiring and creative ideas around making music and art that creates an impact in the world. On this podcast, we sit down with musicians, songwriters, artists, producers, and all manner of artistic visionaries to learn exactly what we have to do and who we have to be to create meaning and live out our artistic visions. I'm your host, John Stinson, a Nashville-based producer and recording engineer, collector of experiences, lifelong learner, lifelong teacher, and artistic visionary in my own right. And I welcome you to episode 33 of The Modern Recordist and this first edition, kind of, of what we're calling The Producer's Notes. I'll explain why I said kinda in just a few minutes. But first, my friends, I'm super excited about the new year and what it means for this podcast. I've been working out my goals and plan for all the things I want to tackle this year and my goals and plan for this podcast. I've sat down with Parrish, who helps me out on the show, and we've planned out what we want to do with the Modern Recorder straight away at the top of 2016 to up the quality of the show and continue to make sure we bring value so all, to all of you throughout this next year. So we've got some things planned, which I'll share with you in a few minutes. But once you finish listening to this episode, check out our previous episode, episode 32, where Parrish came on the show and we talked in detail about what we've got planned for this podcast at the top of 2016 and what we're going to be doing to make sure that the modern recordists continues to be a show that you find valuable as you create and record music and that you can enjoy continuing to listen to. So let's go ahead and get into the show. Here's a quick overview of what this episode is about. I'm going to share what this podcast is all about and who it's for because it's been quite a while since our initial About Us episode. And there's new people joining our tribe every day. So whether you've been a part of the tribe since the beginning or you're a brand new listener here in 2016, it's worth a recap of sorts to share what The Modern Recordist is all about. Then I'm also going to cover a little bit of what Parrish and I talked about on the last episode, a few of the changes that will be happening on the podcast over the next matter of weeks and what we plan to uh, to do straight out of the top of 2016. Uh, make sure you you do check out episode 32 after you finish listening to this episode for a full rundown of what's happening and changing in 2016. Next, I'll get into some actionable things having to do with mindset and goal setting and how to set yourself up to win as a songwriter and recording artist in 2016 and beyond. And then finally, I'm going to share a few valuable resources with you that have really been valuable to me as a music creator and a recording engineer and a producer. So keep listening because there's a lot of valuable info and actionable takeaways in this episode and you don't want to miss all this stuff. So like I mentioned, there's a decent number of new folks discovering this podcast all the time. And since at the top of a new year, I felt it was a good idea to revisit what the modern recordist is all about 
who it's for, and all those types of things. When we launched the podcast last June, we did an About Us episode, which we called Episode Zero. So that's another episode of this podcast that you can queue up after you finish listening to this one if you want to hear me, JD, and Parrish talk about who we are and what we plan to do with the show. That episode is still relevant, but I'll also quickly revisit some of that stuff here, and maybe this will even serve as a kind of an update to the About Us section of The Modern Recordist. Like I said in the intro, and like I say in every intro of this podcast, The Modern Recordist is all about designing and living your life as an extraordinary artistic visionary. What that means is that the point of this whole podcast and the goal for each show is to have a dialogue around creating art that creates meaning with people and create a thought-provoking impact with our communities and within our world. This podcast is about honing our craft and stepping into a mastery of music making so that we can create meaning and impact with people. This podcast is all about structuring your life in a way that lends to turning out music that means something to people, makes people think, and, uh, and, and you know creating music that's fun to listen to. It's about designing a lifestyle that supports your music creation pursuits, specifically creating time to work on the craft, creating mental space to free up the creative mind, and working on spiritual, emotional, and mental aspects of your life to empower yourself to be as creative as possible. And while it's not the number one point of the show, the number one point of the show is to live your life of an extraordinary artistic visionary and create music that creates an impact. I also do want to touch on ways to make money and support yourself, whether that's directly with your music or perhaps another creative pursuit. You may already have this part covered, you may not, but it's definitely an aspect of the life of a recording artist or a musician or a songwriter or, or producer or engineer or whoever in our modern times. And this podcast is also about what it's like to record in our modern times. You know, with Pro Tools, Apple Logic, GarageBand, Ableton Live, tons of plugins, music distribution over the internet, iTunes, music blogs, there's been a tremendous shift in how music is created in our modern times. So whether you're more inclined towards the production and recording part of music creation or you're more into the musician-songwriter part of music creation, we spend time talking about what recording music in our modern day looks like and how technology influences this. Uh, it was a pretty eye-opening experience for me to have a first-person view of the shift from working in a big multi-million dollar studio for hire to working out of people's home studios. And that wasn't because the gigs I was working on weren't as high profile. These were very high profile or, or some even Grammy award-winning projects. The fact is, Big name producers, engineers, and artists started building studios in their homes and making music there instead of paying thousands of dollars per day at the more well-known studios. You know, even the labels who were paying for a lot of the studio time were jumping in on the home studio approach, opting to hire producers and engineers that had a studio in their home rather than pay for studio time at some of the more well-known places. As far as the artists who were building home studios, it wasn't because 
they were rich and famous and could afford some grand place that that rivaled the big name studios it was because technology had become so affordable and so accessible that everybody could easily put together a studio there have been a number of studios that i've worked out of that really when it came down to it it was just a pro tools rig and some outboard gear in the basement room of some producer's house you know, it was really nothing super special when compared to the bigger and more well-known studios. But the sounds and sonic quality that have come from these home studios is definitely every bit as notable and innovative. And some of these projects indeed have won Grammys or were other, otherwise critically acclaimed indie records. You know, this approach to recording is happening all over the world. You know, you can just check out a magazine like Tape Op and you'll see what I mean. There's a lot of people featured in that magazine who are creating amazing records in places that aren't really studios in the way that we've known them to be in past decades. So that's what this podcast is about. We touch on the topics of creative vision and modern recording. Sometimes we do this with a live in-studio guest, and sometimes I just run solo on the mic in these producer's notes episodes. Typically, the episodes with the guest will be more of a long-form show running an hour plus, around probably an hour and a half. Then the producer's notes episodes will serve as alternate episodes that will be every other week, and usually they'll run shorter. Those will be an hour at the absolute most. So to illustrate, if week one is a long-form show with a live guest, week two will be an edition of the producer's notes Week three will be another long-form show, and week four will be another edition of the producer's notes. The month of January, however, the schedule is going to be a little different than that, which is a good way to transition to the next part of the show, which is a recap of the things Parrish and I talked about in episode 32, what you can expect at the beginning of 2016, and what's changing on this podcast. So the first thing is, the 15-minute mixdown is now going to be called The Producer's Notes. Changing the name of this segment really isn't any more significant than the fact that I was vibing on that name and I felt it communicated a little better what the aim of these uh, short-form solo episodes have turned out to be primarily centered around. When I started the 15-minute mixdown, the idea was that I would spend every other episode centered around some kind of recording technique. And what actually ended up happening was that those episodes were more of a mixture of recording discussions and mindset or motivational topics. The producer's notes was the name of a blog that I used to run. And I, when I shut that blog down, I was always looking for a way I could use that name again. So that blog can finally finally be resurrected as the 15-minute mixdown is now going to be called the producer's notes. I think this better communicates the mixture of topics from mindset philosophies of creativity to recording tips and mixing tips and songwriting tips and all the other vast components of what makes up the daily life of a music creator. If you were to walk into a recording studio and open up a producer's notebook you would definitely find all these things in there. And that's basically what I aim to do on the producer's notes episodes is open up my production notebook and break down some aspect of music making. So another aspect of the show that's going to change is that 
we're going to do an upgrade of sorts to the production value. When we launched the show, part of the vision was to keep it a little more on the raw side. Um, I thought not having any theme music because many of the guests would be playing music. I, I figured that would totally work, but in reality, I think that's something that's missing. So while I'm still about being on the raw side of things and not having production that's too slick, something like what a big radio show might do, I think creating some theme music for the show will fill, fill a need. So we are going to keep the live and unscripted casual feel to the show, but we're going to add just a little touch of flair to dress things up a little bit where it's needed. So look forward to that happening, not right away, but probably sometime in mid to late February as it's going to be just a little bit before I have a chance to create time for writing and recording music for the show. And then the final thing I want to share with you as it concerns what to expect as we open into 2016 is that the entire month of January is going to only be episodes of the producer's notes Instead of having any guests on the show and putting out any of the longer format shows, I'm going to focus on sharing some recording and mixing tips. And then in February, we'll begin uh, putting bringing guests back onto the show. Okay, to get into the final part of the show and bring it to a close, I want to talk about goal setting. I'm sure you're seeing this kind of thing all over the internet right now because... At the beginning and end of every year, everyone starts talking and blogging and podcasting about setting goals and such. So hopefully since you've been seeing everyone talk about this, you're ahead of the game and you have yourself set up to win, but in the spirit of something actionable and at the risk of hammering this topic to death, uh, let's do talk about your goals for just a few minutes. Honestly, my thoughts on goal setting and such isn't all that different from what most others out there are saying. And that's because this stuff works. So if you've not already, dedicate some time right now at the beginning of January to work out your goals and your plan to achieve them for the next 11 months. I'd honestly suggest to make at least a full day out of this, but really I'd probably suggest to even dedicate a long weekend to this. Schedule this into your calendar, protect that time, that means if something else comes up, say no to it because you're dedicated to taking an inventory of what you want to accomplish and your plan for how to get there. I love using legal pads to mind dump things. They're cheap and easy to carry around and you can fill up sheets, tear them off, discard them, file them away somewhere or post them up somewhere for reference. So I'd suggest grabbing yourself a legal pad. But whatever you're vibing on, maybe you really just like your laptop, that works too. Grab it and begin doing a mind dump. Uh, dump everything you wanted to accomplish or that you did indeed accomplish in 2015. Then spend some time writing down any new things that might be coming up that weren't something you had an interest in last year yet are interested in this year. Take a few minutes to do this. Once you get to a place in your mind where you're really having to think a lot to come up with ideas, you've probably sufficiently dumped everything that takes up a significant psychological space in your head. So then you want to check out this unordered list 
that you've created and look over things and reflect on what worked and what didn't work. If you see something you accomplished, good, congratulate yourself and think about how and why you were able to do that. And when you come across something that you didn't accomplish, that's not about beating yourself up for not accomplishing a goal. That's about figuring out what stood in the way. Perhaps you didn't really want to accomplish this. You know, oftentimes I find myself obsessing over goals that I'm not really interested in accomplishing. And that's just because it's, it's kind of an aspect of my personality to hold on to things like that. So if you identify with doing that, then take notice and let that stuff go. Many times we set ourselves up with goals that we don't really want to accomplish. And so let's take notice and prune that kind of stuff out. Reflect over what you did and didn't accomplish and determine what worked and what didn't work and then begin making a plan for what to get done in 2016. A few things I've noticed about myself as it relates to goal setting is that A, I very often try to do too much. B, I usually misjudge the amount of time it will take to accomplish a goal. And C, I oddly end up with phantom goals or things I want to accomplish that I never actually acknowledge as a goal. And these things end up taking time and resources away from other things that I want to accomplish. But in some strange way, I'm not properly, properly acknowledging these goals and setting up a plan for success. So obviously that's a problem as it saps energy and brain power away from everything I want to accomplish. So it's a pretty quirky thing that you may or may not do as well. We want to get some awareness of our blind spots and make sure we're not losing things in the crevices of our subconscious mind. If you identify with any of these ways of being, one of the best ways you can deal with this is to get yourself some accountability partners. This is one of the best things I did for myself in 2015, being a lot more thoughtful and intentional about forming relationships of accountability. I think it's powerful to have somewhat of a spectrum of a few different types of accountability. Certainly uh, an obvious one is to have accountability with clients or bosses and such. This kind of thing will happen naturally as you commit yourself to, to your work. And then there's your close friends. If you don't have at least a couple close friends who are intentional and very goal-oriented high achievers, then you need to get some. Get with these people and share your goals with them. Ask them to hold you accountable. Next is something uh, new that I tried this year. I hi actually, I hired someone to ask me about my goals, ask me about how I will achieve them, help me formulate a plan to achieve them, and hold me accountable to these goals and these plans. Uh, this, I think, was super paramount, and I'd highly recommend doing this type of thing. Finally, this is also something that, that I did more of this year, which was, which was super powerful, is put yourself in a relationship where you are to be the one holding someone else accountable. This is actually hard to do because inevitably you're going to find yourself in a position where you have to call someone on their BS. And that's actually a bit of a tough thing to do. Um, listen to someone's excuses for why they are not performing up to their own standard and then push back and not accept those excuses and show them 
how their excuses are not legitimate reasons for lack of achievement. I found that holding someone else accountable also keeps you in a state of mind that puts perspective on your own life. It's interesting how when you deliver a laundry list to someone about why their reasons for not achieving a goal is a bunch of garbage excuses, and you end up realizing that you're coming up with your own garbage excuses to let yourself off the hook on your own goals. Typically, when you provide feedback to other people about how they need to step up the game, you're oftentimes speaking to yourself as well. You know, in other words, it's holding other people accountable. It keeps you honest with yourself. So I'm going to end my rant on goal setting by leaving you with a series of questions you can ask yourself as you plan out what you want to accomplish and how you want to accomplish it in 2016. In addition to evaluating what worked and what didn't work in the last 12 months, I found it helpful to ask myself these questions when identifying what I want to accomplish in the next 12 months. What is my vision for my life as a music creator? What do I want to create? Why do I want to create these specific things? What is my intention for the things I want to create? What is my vision for each one of my goals? What is my vision for my next project? And now to close out the show, I'm going to leave you with a few resources that you can check out that have been monumentally powerful to me over the last year in my journey of living my life as an artistic visionary. So to serve you in your goal setting and achievement in 2016, I picked some specific resources to support you in this way. The book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. This book ended up being the most recommended book on the modern recorders so far. It's a fantastic book that helps you overcome what Pressfield calls the resistance and ways you can establish a discipline to consistently turn out finished art, which is, in our case, music. Then, The School of Greatness. This is both a podcast and recently a book by the same name, uh, written by Lewis Howes. The School of Greatness has been one of the most impactful, inspiring, and influential resources in my life in the last 12 months. In the book, Lewis talks about ways of being that will foster a high-achieving attitude for you. And on the podcast, Lewis interviews high-achieving people and pulls out advice from them that you can take away and use. And many of the goal-setting thoughts that I shared just a minute ago have come straight from my time learning uh, from the School of Greatness. And then the last resource I want to share with you today is Pensado's Place. This is a pretty popular uh, online television show. It's specifically about recording, mixing, and producing. Um, You know, I love David Pensado's style, and I identify with his philosophies uh, as a mixing engineer. Um, So, yeah, Pensado's Place is a very well-produced online television show where Dave Pensado and Herb Trawick sit down with artists, producers, and engineers to talk about their work and their approach to success. Dave also does a segment called Into the Layer where he shares all kinds of mixing tips. So, needless to say, if you get a lot out of listening to The Modern Recordist, you will also get a lot out of checking out 
Pensado's place. So um, we'll have links to each one of these resources in the show notes. So make sure you check that out and get hooked up with these great resources. Okay, you witches and werewolves, that's it for the first episode of 2016 and what we're now calling the producer's notes. All through the final weeks of last year, we were doing a big push to get the modern recordist out to as many iPods, iPhones, laptops, tablets, ET fingers, and tin cans as possible. And I want to continue in that push through the start of 2016. Let's all join together in this growing tribe we have going on here and make a big boom at the beginning of the year. Let's set ourselves up to have a big show this year, getting more great guests to come on the show. Here's how you can support the modern recordist in doing that. First, get subscribed and stay subscribed. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. Make sure you don't miss any episodes. Jump over to iTunes, search for The Modern Recordist, and hit that subscribe button. If you've been listening for a while, thank you. High fives from Nashville. Make sure you stay subscribed and share this show with some friends. The more people we have subscribed, the more clout we have when booking future guests. And we want to continue to bring you great guests that share meaningful and actionable takeaways that you can put to use all along your journey. Second, jump over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Good and honest ratings and reviews position us in a way that shows we have authority in the space of music and recording. And also it makes it appealing for future guests in getting them to come on the show. And third, share this podcast with a few friends. If you've gotten something out of this show, and know some friends who would also get something out of listening to this podcast, go ahead and drop a link in an email or a text and tell them about it. All right. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on this first episode of 2016. It's going to be a great year for the modern recordist in our tribe here. I can't wait to create music with you all throughout this year. It's going to be incredible. That's it for this week. There's more for you next week. And in the meantime... Go live your life of an extraordinary artistic visionary and create music that impacts the world.